Instead of setting New Year's resolutions this year, we both chose themes to focus on in an effort to change our attitude and perspective about one area of our lives. In this episode, we give you a monthly update about our progress on how we're approaching and living those themes on a day-to-day basis. We encourage you to follow along and share updates about your own word or theme for the year as well. Welcome to the Sisterhood of Success, where real sisters discuss issues that encourage personal growth, promote success, and just spread joy while building a community of honorary sisters. Hi, and welcome to The Hood. I'm Rachel Lam, a freelance writer specializing in corporate communications, and I'm here with my sister Jody. That's me. I'm Dr. Jody Jedlica, an audiologist and certified success principles trainer. So since Rachel and I decided that we were going to declare a theme for the year, we thought that it would be helpful to maybe give you an update every couple of weeks on how that's going for us and actually give each other an update too and kind of provide a level of accountability for each other so that we're kind of sticking to it. We're keeping it top of mind and um, we thought that would be fun to share with everybody. And I'm not going to lie, I'm motivated by accountability. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Totally. I'm motivated by not wanting to disappoint people. And so if I think that you're sitting there waiting for an update, I better have something to tell you. Exactly. So since I really want to make progress on this, and I know you do too, we thought we would do a little sister check-in every month. And I think that it would make a good practice for everybody else to find a little bit of an accountability partner or even journal it and um, keep track of the progress you've made throughout the year. So Mm -hmm. Jody, your theme for this year was the year of being visible. Mm -hmm. Have you made any progress on that over the last month? Well, I do think that I've made progress. I was trying to think of like examples that I could give you, but instead I just kind of journaled through my thoughts about where I am with this whole idea. And so I'm going to refer a little bit back to my, my journaling that I did And I'll explain that kind of as I go along. I do think that one of the successes that I've had is that I have talked to my family about the year of being visible and and like what it means to me. And part of what it means to me, I think, is just maybe having opinions when I didn't necessarily voice my opinions or saying something that I wouldn't have said because I was worried somebody would take it the wrong way. So I think how that has helped me is that my family understands that I'm working on something. And so there's a little bit of gentleness or kindness or understanding on their part when I do come up with something that maybe is a little out of character for me. A little grace. (laughs) Yeah, a little (laughs) grace. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt when I like couch it in, okay, remember, it's the year of being visible. And (laughs) (laughs) please be nice to me. I think one of the realizations that I've had is that I often thought that I didn't really have opinions on certain things. Like if somebody would say, oh, where do you want to go eat or what? Well, actually, I almost always have an opinion on food, but you know... (laughs) People would say, what do you want? Something more realistic, Jody. (laughs) Exactly, right? (laughs) 
And so I often thought I didn't have an opinion on things and I would just defer to whatever the other person wanted. Like, oh, I don't care, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And I think that as I'm paying attention to this, it turns out that I actually do have opinions on a lot of these things. And I just sort of stuffed them down because... I think they were easy to ignore and it was a way to avoid any conflict whatsoever. And I don't know that I was actually aware of the depth to which I tried to avoid conflict. Hmm. Isn't know, that isn't, interesting? It's kind of interesting. You mean weird, right? No, I mean interesting because I think that's not necessarily where I thought this theme would take you. Mm-hmm. Um And so I thought it was more of a self-discovery, which is what I think you're describing, but having opinion, thats it's just an interesting take on this. And it's kind of neat how when you declare a theme, it unfolds as you go and it kind of takes you where you need to go and all that kind of thing. So I'm finding this really interesting. Well, I think declaring a theme is often just It's something that needs to be practiced. You know, I mean, if you could declare it and then it would just always be true, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have to practice it for a whole year, right? We could declare something every day. (laughs) I wish we could do that. (laughs) But I I saw a thing on Facebook the other day that said something about how someone was suing over smart water because they said that they it didn't make them smart. And someone said, I'm hereby declaring my lawsuit that Thin Mints did not make me thin. <laughs> I'm thinking, wouldn't it be great if you could just like pick something like that, and <laughs> declare it, and it would happen? Oh, anyway. man. Thin Mints made me thin. Wow, that would be awesome. <laughs> so I think the other thing that kind of goes along with this is the idea of having opinions and making them known is not necessarily that I have to throw my opinion into the ring, but more that I'm thinking about what my opinion actually is, kind of observing it and making a a conscious decision of, is it worth it to put it out there? And if I'm thinking it's not worth it to put it out there, what is it that I am trying to avoid? Or what am I what am I gaining? I guess this kind of goes along with our most recent episode. What am I gaining by keeping it to myself? And I think there are times when you need to compromise. And that's what compromise is, is not necessarily having it your way, but being able to meet somewhere in the middle. But I think just being conscious of when I'm doing it, I'm finding that very helpful for me. That's cool, because I think it's really easy when you care about someone and you're, you know, you live with someone who you care about, it's easy to sort of lose yourself Mm -hmm. in this means a lot to them. So I'm just going to let them have this. And you do that over and over and over again, where you think that it doesn't matter so much to you. And it probably doesn't. Those things probably don't matter, but you kind of lose your voice and Mm -hmm. forget what you actually think about something because you defer so often. I truly know that I do that. Mm -hmm. I know that I defer a lot to other people just because it's easier. And we have a lot of people in this house. And (laughs) if everyone came and was adamant about their opinion, it would not get us very far. Mm -hmm. So I know that I've deferred for a lot of years. I might have to steal this one for next year. But And there are actually a lot of very strong personalities at your house, so I can see how that could happen. (laughs) Yes, I don't know what what you're talking about, (laughs) Jodi. So I am going to give you an example. I had an example of something came up this week, and... (laughs) 
<laughs> actually, I was a little mad at myself for even asking what other people's opinions were because then I felt like I was sort of locked into them and I should have just gone with what I thought in the first place. But the point is, is that I chose, I chose to compromise in that situation. And then I had ridden to work with my husband that day. And so we drove home together and the entire way home, I complained to him about (laughs) the situation. And so the other thing that I want to kind of work on in the coming days or weeks is that if I'm going to make a conscious decision to compromise and to not speak up, I want to be okay with that. I don't want to complain to the people around me who can't even do anything about it except agree with me, which everyone should. But (laughs) but I feel like that's- We've established that you're the bossy sister, right? Right. I know. (laughs) Right? So the things that I really want to work on with this is if I'm making a compromise, I'm not being forced into it. I'm not doing it out of habit or to avoid a conflict. I want to just acknowledge that it was my choice. And even though something disappoint, I think disappointment a little bit is inherent in cooperation or compromise. Yeah. Not getting your way. Right. You're not getting your way completely, but recognizing that it's the best choice for me at the moment and all things considered. So I want to examine when I'm holding back and why that is. I want to find out what it is that bothers me about making a choice and just be conscious about the choices that I'm making and being okay with the choices that I'm making. So that's what I'm planning to work on in the next few weeks. Okay. So we can do our next check-in and see how you're doing on that. Yep. Well, uh, that's awesome. You've had some really good discovery around that theme this month and understanding where it's going to lead you a little bit. And it sounds growing and (laughs) good growth. Um, My theme was now. My word of the year was declaring it the year of now. And where I wanted to go with that is to not judge myself or say I have to change habits because I'm not great at necessarily following through on a schedule. I've learned that I'm not a really very scheduled person, which is funny because I'm a big planner and I'm big into details, but I don't necessarily like to follow a schedule. I like to have my day develop and deal with things as they come up and not be kind of confined by a schedule. So what I what I ended up deciding was I wanted it to be a question. Am I doing right now what I want to be doing in my life to live the kind of life that I want to live? And so that is the question that I've started to ask myself in times where I find that I am escaping. So when I'm under stress, I escape. When I am bored, I escape. And I do that by scrolling Facebook or playing games on my phone or, you know, doing something that's a little bit mindless. So when I find myself doing those triggers or those things, those cues that say, okay, something is either stressing me out or I'm getting just distracted, then I want to ask myself that question. You know, is this what I want to be doing right now in my life? Sometimes that answer is going to be yes, because I just know that It makes my mind feel good to kind of organize things in a game, (laughs) like a candy crush and making matches and stuff like that. It's kind of how my mind works and it just feels good to have some sort of structure or puzzle. But the other piece of that is if it's not what I want to be doing right now, then what do I want to be doing and what could I get done right now? What could I fit into this time instead? 
So one of the things I've gotten really much better about this month is if I'm doing that, I want to be connected. I'm feeling very disconnected after all of this time in stay at home. Mm -hmm. So I've started, if I'm thinking about somebody, I text them right then. And I have done that more this month and I've felt really good about it. And it's nice. And sometimes it's somebody that I haven't touched base with for a long time. Sometimes it's a best friend. I thought that was me. I haven't gotten that text. (laughs) (laughs) I have two texted you more, (laughs) but that has been one way because really that doesn't take very long. Oftentimes it's just a quick note and maybe a back and forth or two. Sometimes they're busy and so they don't even send anything back. But I have stopped wondering if now is the right time or if it's silly to reach out to somebody I haven't talked to for a while. Or, you know, I took that judgment away. And if I'm thinking about them, I just send them something. So that's been one way that my now has changed my behavior, I guess. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I have done is I am a muller over er. <laughs> Those are words, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely when like they come to over. you. They are words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am somebody who likes to mull over information. I like to process things. I don't make snap decisions very well. I like to really think about it. So I've done things this month where if there's something that I want to do, I'm acting on it immediately before I can talk myself out of it. Yeah, right. And so there's two things that I've done. Um, One is there was something that uh, I saw an opportunity for us to speak at an event, and I immediately applied for it or sent them something about it. Uh, Apparently, my now is now impacting your now because that uh, we actually didn't get selected to speak for that. But we did, I did have a good dialogue with the person and it was simply because our topic had already been covered, but it got you and I to get some more ducks in a row, I guess, uh, regarding Mm -hmm. some of those things and to make that an easier process in the future. Mm -hmm. So it did kind of force along something that I really did want. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I did that was a now that I've been putting off and thinking about for probably a year is I started intermittent fasting about three weeks ago. Cool. And I have been thinking about doing that. One of my really good friends has been doing it for about a year. And she and I have talked about it on and off throughout that time. And she loves it and feels really strongly about it and thinks it's been very beneficial to her. And so I have thought about doing that certainly for months, if not for a year. Mm -hmm. And because I didn't have a lot of information about it. I'm a big rule follower and I want to know what the rules of intermittent fasting are and what the what I can and can't do. I never really just took the leap. And so instead, I was thinking about it again and thought I really want to be doing intermittent fasting. And I thought, I'm just going to start. I'm going to start with what I know and I'll fix it as we go. Sort of our taking action episode once again. And so I wanted to be doing something and I thought, right now I know this, that's what I'm going to do right now. And so I started out by just not eating after dinner. I wasn't sure exactly how long I was supposed to fast, but I started out with that and seeing how long I could go. And I'm a big breakfast person, so I was a little nervous about it. It's why I put it off probably for so long as I'm a big breakfast person. And when I realized I could go all the way until about 8.30, I could make about 14 hours then I thought, well, let's see if I can, how far I can push off breakfast. I'm not going to worry about getting to the 16 hours, which is what I had 
learned about doing and just sort of see how far I can go. The next day I got to 15 hours and then I got to 16 hours. So I have been doing that really successfully for three weeks now and feeling good about it. And I'm learning more as I go, but I realized I'm not ever going to get started if I don't just start now. (laughs) So, so those are a couple of ways that this attitude um, Mm -hmm. has changed my behavior and has changed my outlook and the way that I do things. And, you know, so it has impacted my, my month so far. That's awesome. I will say that now Rachel is much more productive and on (laughs) top of things than mull it over Rachel. And I would just want to say that being visible Jody gets very nervous about now Rachel because <laughs> because I'm really worried that I'm disappointing you if I don't get something done in a timely manner cuz darn it it's got to happen now. No. I realize that's not my year, but it does make me a little nervous actually. But uh-huh. I think that's part of it too is that when you've been the way you are for so long, you kind of live your life by habit, right? You just do things because that's how you've always done them. And so when you're changing or you're making a commitment to be more conscious of something or do something because you actually want to do it that way, not because it's your habit, I think that that can be hard on the people around you because they're used to you being the way that you've always been. And, and, So anyway, even though it's a change for the better, usually, it still is something for them to get used to as well. Right. It's a little unpredictable. Right. Disconcerting a little bit. I think that Eric has always been a person of now, so he's probably much more happy with living with now, Rachel. I saw him the other day. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. It is a change for me. I would say it's not as big of a change on a day-to-day basis as you would think. It has really just been those sort of big rocks, if you want to talk about it, you know, things that I would like to do, and then Mm -hmm. I don't move forward on them because they seem overwhelming or they seem big. And I'm like, you know what, let's just take a step. Right now, I want to learn more about this. I'm thinking about it. And so I'm going to take a step in that direction. Mm -hmm. And it maybe isn't, again, when we talk about it's interesting where your word or your theme takes you. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know if this is what I expected it to be. Because I think those are more along the lines of some of the other things I was considering as far as procrastination or, you know, just some of that kind of thing. And I thought, no, those feel judgy and they feel like I have to change behavior where this is changing my attitude, which is changing my behavior on its own. Right. Um, It's more of like an awareness, right? It's just a way to... To not do things by habit again, I guess. It's just a way to actually think about it and actually make a decision about how you're going to behave in that in that moment. Right. And let me be clear, this does not mean I have not been lazy over the last couple of weeks. Um, I still have downtime. I still relax. I still do things just for me. But it has just been a little bit of a kick in the butt kind of, you know, to when I'm finding myself doing those things that are habits Mm -hmm. that are taking away, they're not adding to my life in any way. Mm -hmm. Then I I just ask myself that question. Is this what I want to be doing right now? Or what would I like to be doing right now? I really love that question. That's a really powerful question. It's interesting because one of the things I considered doing was I've been, in fact, I even talked to one of my friends about this is I would really like to have a better morning routine 
We've talked about the fact I am a night person. I get a ton done at night. I mean, a ton. I am not a morning person. And the regular happy at night too. (laughs) I am. I'm I'm energetic. I am in a good mood. I, I am just not a morning person. And the rest of the world does not work that way. The rest of the world works on a schedule, a certain established timeline. And so uh, one of the things that I had originally thought about when I we talked about declaring a year was to try and do something with my morning routine. I really wanted to establish that. Well, one of the self-awareness pieces that we've already just discussed here is I'm not great with a schedule. It feels very confining. And so when I was trying to think about how do I want my routine to be, it was very scheduled out and it felt not me. It didn't feel authentic to me to say, well, I'm going to start by doing this. And from this time to this time, that's what, you know, Mm -hmm. that's just not really how I knew I I wouldn't be successful with that. Mm -hmm. But this, because I'm intermittent fasting and I am not sitting, having my coffee and my breakfast and easing into my day that way, because I don't eat until about 1030 or 11 each day. Like my, I've already disrupted my morning routine, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so, because I don't want to think about eating, which I'm really haven't even been hungry, but because I don't want to think about eating, especially in the first couple of days, I dove right into work and I started working probably a good hour or more earlier than I normally would have. And I just take a break naturally then around the time that I start eating. And it has already made an impact on my morning routine. Now that wasn't intentional and it wasn't about my morning routine. It was about changing my attitude about something else that made that something else that I was trying to work on made it work better. So it's just been interesting, all of the little um, ripple effects that are coming from uh-huh. making this declaration. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. Good check-in. So do you have any goals for the next couple of weeks moving forward? Well, I didn't prepare like you prepared. <laughs> but I mean, like kind of if you're going in the direction that you're going, is there anything that you find yourself either that surprised you or that, you know, that you're thinking, oh, I didn't realize I was going to end up in this place, but I see this as an issue and moving yeah. forward, I'm just going to be thinking about this. So that's a good question. That's a good way to say it. I find that because I am moving forward with a lot of these things, I already take on a lot. I am a person who doesn't really, it's going to sound strange because I say I procrastinate, but I don't really waste a lot of time. I take on a lot in my day and get a lot done. So I've always been a pretty productive overall person anyway, but I'm finding that because I'm moving forward quickly on some of these things and not mulling it over and not stressing about it and not taking on all this extra stuff, I am perhaps adding on more to my day than I can handle. Okay. So I think maybe something that I need to work on Mm -hmm. is prioritizing those now moments. So if I'm thinking about those things and I'm taking steps forward and I'm adding that into my life, is there something that I should be subtracting from my life? Mm-hmm. Is there something that doesn't matter as much to me and I am doing that out of habit or because it's the way I've always done it? Sure. And so maybe examining priorities for my now, not just what I'm thinking about on a whim. Mm-hmm. So when I went to Jack Canfield training, mm-hmm. um, they talk about the power of five 
And at the end of your day, you're supposed to write down what are the five most important things that I need to get done and anything else is just a bonus. And when you're ready to jump into your workday or ready to start something, you do whatever is most important on that list or something on that list. And by doing that, you're ensuring that you're getting the important things done without taking up all your time with the minutiae of what you have. But the minutia is often more comfortable than doing the hard things. So for instance, me, (laughs) who doesn't necessarily like to be visible, I might have phone calls that I'm putting off or that I don't want to make because I'm not sure how they're going to go. And so those phone calls will go on that list because I just, I'm committed to getting those things done first thing. So just an interesting concept. And I found that it makes me much more productive and productive in the places that I need to be. That's a great point and a reminder because I actually do that for work every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm very good at scheduling my work time and mm-hmm. prioritizing based on deadlines usually. And because I am a freelance writer and work with corporate clients, I have multiple bosses, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I have I have to juggle a lot of people's expectations. So I have gotten very good at scheduling my day and my priorities for work, but I don't do that in my private life so much. Not sure I have done that necessarily for this podcast or the stuff that we do there. So I think if I can take that skill that I have learned from work and bring it more into the rest of my day, I tend to schedule my eight to five, but not really beyond that much uh, before that. So um Yeah. So that's a good reminder because when you say that, I actually do that for work. I do it as a top three things. Mm -hmm. And then I actually use a calendar um, with timestamps on it and and schedule my day as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't always fit perfectly into that, but I know what my priorities are, even though my to-do list is extensive. So I just need to translate that into the rest of my day probably. And that would make it work a little bit better. But yeah, I think just prioritizing these feelings of like jumping right on it. Um, but then what do I do with that once I've moved in that direction? Yeah. <laughs> now I've got now I've got all this stuff hanging out there that I want to make sure I follow through on and don't just kind of leave hanging. So that's what I'll work on for next time. Very cool. All right. Well, it's never too late to declare your year. Uh, Your year can start whenever you want it to. We hope that you find this helpful. We hope that you have figured out what you'd like to be conscious of this year and that you're checking in with somebody or even just checking in with yourself periodically just to see how you feel like you're doing with that. And we're excited to see where that takes you. If you want to check in with us, there's two ways you can do that to share your progress. One would be on our Facebook page, the Sisterhood of Success on Facebook, and you can just leave a note about progress on your what you declared and what progress you made this month, and we'll make that a community discussion. Another place you can do that is on our website, thesisterhoodofsuccess.com. We have a podcast episodes page, and if you click on this episode, you can leave comments if you sign in. We don't do anything with the sign-in information. It just means you're a real person, and you can comment on your updates, and we can have a conversation on the website as well. So that would be great. I'd love to hear how other people are making progress or what they're going to work on over the next month. So I don't feel like I'm the only one who's, uh, (laughs) that you and I are the only ones who are trying to make these big changes. So 
Sounds good. I did this at our latest staff meeting at work, talked about declaring a year, and a couple of people there said that they were declaring it the year of connection just Mm. because they felt so disconnected from so many people because of COVID-19. And it's interesting to see how they're making that work for themselves. It's just kind of cool, and I'm excited to see where people take it. So we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for bringing this idea into my life, Jody. I think it's making a big difference already. So we'll, in about a month, give you another update of how things have gone. Until then, thanks for joining us in the sisterhood and being one of our honorary sisters. Love you, Jody. Bye. Love you too. Bye.